Hey there, welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Hey, hi, hello. I didn't realize that that was kind of my catchphrase, not catchphrase. It's kind of my introduction to every freaking episode now. (laughs) That's not actually how I greet people in real life. So if I were to see you in real life, I would probably say something like, hi, how are you? I've started thinking in French, which is kind of exciting. So I would say like, ça va, which means like, how are you? Which it also has a couple of dualistic meanings anyway. I digress. (laughs) I am not going to lie. I'm so excited to be recording this episode today for a lot of different reasons, mostly because there's a lot of positive psychology around doing things that are new and forming new habits. So I just feel better when I try new things. And today I am trying something a little bit on the go. So as A lot of you know, I mean, this podcast is called Cageless. (laughs) So I'm usually OTG on the go. I'm usually going somewhere. I have not lived in like a place. Oh my gosh, holy heck, in like almost a year. Like, actually, like, had my own room that like I paid for and lived in a specific house in almost a year, which is just crazy. I've been living life nomadically, which is been difficult in a lot of ways and really exciting in a lot of ways. And this morning I was uh, reading my Bible, which I am kind of trying to go back to the basics. I'm reading through the book of John. And I was telling a friend the other day that uh, I've always had in my head that I want to name my firstborn son, John. And I still kind of want to do that. Today I was reading the second chapter of the book and Jesus basically says, follow me, you know, And I feel like as a disciple of Jesus, even though my name is not John and I did not live (laughs) thousands of years ago and get to hang out with him in real life, I'm also not a dude, which there's a lot of discourse, I think, around who the disciples actually were. I'm not saying they were women. That's not what I'm saying at all. Okay, I'll keep going. I have been on the go the past year and it's been a lot of fun and it's also been really difficult but I kind of think that's just what life is when you decide to be free and be cageless and that's what I have chosen to do and I was also thinking about how I was kind of in between two decisions this past week of do I do this or do I do this and it had to do with like plane schedules and stuff like that and I realize that a lot of the time I've been like looking to my higher power is like, will you just like send me a sign, like literally just write it out for me so I don't have to make the decision myself. And that's not how faith works. And a lot of the time, whenever you are trying to live in love, that your decisions will come from your chest, not from the sky. And whenever you have like, this embedded hope in you, which I believe is to be, you know, my faith. And I think that, you know, you get to make your own decisions and kind of trust whatever compass is within you. Um, Listen to that little voice and learning to listen to that little voice has also been something that this year I've learned so much about. And that's a different episode. But 
all of this to say, I'm almost what, like four minutes in. (laughs) What an introduction. I am recording this episode on a mini mic in my car, and I couldn't be more excited about it because this podcast has been the joy of like my communicative life. I love getting to excerpt thoughts and feelings and then get to talk to you guys about them. It's been so much fun, whether it's, you know, one listener or thousands. And I have loved every second of it. So I'm trying to make things easier and I'm trying to pick my hard, if that makes sense. So it's either like picking the hard of like, yeah, let's keep doing the podcast. Let's try to like settle down somewhere and find somewhere to record it. Or like, let's make this as easy as possible. And I am choosing to record this in a way that I like, in a way that is fun for me and doable and sustainable. And so the next kind of era of cageless is really going to be super on the go. And I'm trying to make it as easy as possible so I can keep talking to you guys. Now I'm going to take a drink of my new drink that I got at Starbucks. Can you hear that? Is that ASMR? I think I got a iced Americano. It's half decaf because I'm not doing full decaf anymore. Or if I do decaf, it's a small, small amount with coconut milk. Because I'm like, why not? I've been eating a lot of Thai food lately, which Thai has a lot of coconut in it. And I've never been a huge coconut girl, but I'm kind of trying to expand my palate continually. So how fun and exciting. Speaking of expanding palates, this week's episode is going to be about something that is is new to me. Though I have a little bit of uh, experience in it, I'm still learning. I'm still a little toddler in the in the kitty end of the swimming pool. Is that did I say that correctly? Today we're talking about families and holidays, which you can ask a lot of different people a lot of different things about the holidays. Like, do you like holiday cooking? Do you like going home for the holidays? Do you like going away on vacation for the holidays? Do you not like any of these things? Do you have religious trauma around Christmas, uh, around Judaism, around Christianity, around Catholicism, around being agnostic, around, you know, everything that holidays are this time of year? Specifically in the States, we have Thanksgiving in November, at the end of November, and then we have the Christmas holidays, um, which also, you know, Hanukkah is a big thing here as well. So I personally have some complicated memories around Christmas and some really beautiful, fun childhood memories around Christmas, which I think a lot of us do. Unless you come from like a picture perfect family, which you know what, that's awesome. And I would love to know all about that. I was listening last year to a podcast that actually doesn't exist anymore. And I had to kind of do a deep dive into the internet world to find it, which I always love doing. Isn't it so satisfying whenever you know that like you're like, I know that I listened to this or saw this somewhere and I'm going to try to come up with the best synonyms possible for it to make it the most accurate Google search (laughs) I possibly can. It's my favorite thing to do. I also just love words. I was looking for this podcast by my absolute fave, Arthur Brooks, who is a social scientist and writer with The Atlantic, about the 
like psychology behind the holidays and and how to make the most out of your holiday time with your families because relationships are complicated memories are complicated holidays can just have a lot of complicated feelings around them this particular article and podcast adjacent um i found out a lot of really cool things i i wasn't living close to home or spending much time in my home state like nearly as much as i have um in the past six months just like in and out and around my family a lot more than I have been in my young adult life. I'm so grateful to have had these tools uh, that I got to kind of implement this past year. So learning about yourself kind of helps you learn about other people. And it's uh, there's a phrase that I learned a couple of years ago by a fellow Enneagram 4 that goes, when you're in your head, you're dead. And so I have found that whenever I'm struggling with anxiety or understanding someone else or creating context around a situation to make me feel better or like soothe myself that I'm like, okay, let's get out of your head and let's get into your body, into your outside world um, before you come back in. And I'm, I'm just a sometimes unrealistically introspective person. So when I'm in my head, I'm dead. And I try to be outside of my head, which also helps me create empathy for other people. So about the holidays, I grew up very lucky to have parents that, you know, I, there were always gifts and there were, there was always food and, and, um, the sentiment of the holidays were not like huge tradition people, which really tradition itself is just like a customary continual practice of any sort. But we would go to church on Christmas Eve, you know, around Thanksgiving. We always like have it with my mom's side of the family, like Thanksgiving lunch that day. But nothing like we don't we've never gone like caroling or like eaten a specific like or made a specific. Actually, we have made specific food. My uh, grandmother on my mom's side, she makes the most bomb mac and cheese, which I talked about this the other day on um, with with another friend on the Believe podcast network. And we spoke about how different like Southern Thanksgiving food and like holiday food is from like Northern holiday food. So we are not the most uh, like crazy traditional family, but we have like a couple of sentiments and practices that we do implement every year. And I didn't realize until this past year, you know, there's always going to be negativity around things in the past that you feel like you couldn't have changed. And there was a quote that I heard that said, nostalgia is a psychological source we use to cope with negative emotions. And that's from Clay Rutledge, who is a psychologist, a practicing psychologist. And I think that it's interesting because everyone can kind of do different things with memories. Um, Because there's also a Greta Gerwig citation that she says, is that how it happened or is that how you remember it? And I think that it's, it's really, it's a cool thing that our neuroplasty and like our brains can decide what they want to decide about people and things in retrospect. And they can also do that in the future, too. You know, like you can't predict the future and you can't fully remember the past because you're not in either place. You are only in the present. So I think that nostalgia 
has been both like a liar and like a like soothing salve to a lot of the things that I've experienced during the holidays. I have never actually been in a like serious committed relationship around the holiday season. And I I kind of consider that a blessing that I like haven't shared like a, any like serious holidays with a significant other or spouse that I'm no longer with. But I have had, you know, hard times with with family. We have dealt with life altering things where there's sometimes people who can't come to Thanksgiving. That's like when your aunt, uncle, brother, sister, cousin, uh, grandma, grandpa is no longer there. It's really hard because whenever your first image or like your first memory that was good with them is no longer present or like no longer happening, I think it's a hard thing for your brain to have to do is cultivate a new memory around something that when you were a child was positive or, you know, the reverse side, it was really negative. But a couple of things that I have found that have helped me, you know, create a cure for the holiday blues or like the holiday misconceptions is just that not having any preconceived notions or ideas of what the holiday or the day is going to be. Because holidays, you know, there's a reason that we don't go to work on holidays. There is a reason why it's considered a celebration and it shouldn't be stressful. You should not put any unrequited stress on yourself when it comes to the food, the presentation, the presence, which that's also a completely different episode of like money and like things do not buy your happiness. They do not cure any sort of hole inside of you. And I also know that there's the argument of like, you know, like more money, more freedom, more money gives you access to things. Yes, I totally hear you and I agree, but it's only up to one point. I think that getting rid of all of the ideas and thoughts and whether those memories are negative or positive, whether you, you know, loved creating gingerbread houses with your grandpa and your grandpa passed away or you have a new you know, sister-in-law, brother-in-law in the family, and, and things are just a little bit different because there's a new person in the mix. Just from a personal standpoint, I think learning to pivot, learning to accept reality has been the best part of my healing journey. I think that being grateful and being present and being mindful in your moment that you are in is an antidote to all disappointment. Well, I say all. I think that there are so many things that you can be grateful for rather than things to be upset about. Like it, it all depends on how you look at it. Another word that I've really been trying to meditate on is see. And I am someone who has struggled with melancholy for so much of my life and and wondered, you know, why don't I have this? Where is this hole in my life, in my heart? How can I fill it? It is more about seeing the things that you do have rather than you what you don't have because there's only so much that you can control, but there's a lot of things that you can confront. So if I were to give any sort of advice, I would just say, you know, one, learn to pay attention, learn to get rid of your preconceived notions and ideas of what the perfect holiday 
day will be the perfect present, the perfect outfit will be the perfect place, the perfect family, because I hate to break it to you, babe. Actually, I love to break it to you. It doesn't exist. Nothing perfect exists, and perfection is deeply unnatural. So meet that nasty little voice of consumerism, capitalism, (laughs) just inner critic in your head with like, hey, it's not normal to be perfect, and you know, perfection isn't the goal here. It's contentment. Um, and then I would also just say looking for good things. Uh, you know, the sentiment of look for like a pink flamingo and you're going to find a pink flamingo. So flamingos are not a Christmas animal. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to send you a pink flamingo your way. Look for one this week. And if you see one, send it to me at Jenny Johnson or at Cageless Podcast. I love you guys. And I'm sending you all the holiday kisses. I think I'm going to start baking uh, Christmas cookies. That's kind of my like next Emily Dickinson era situation baking excursion. I love sending baked goods to people around the world that I love and I'm not near. But I don't know how well cookies will do. Like I was thinking like a cookie Christmas tin. I think I'm going to have to go to a wholesale store and like buy cookies in a tin and then maybe I'll eat those (laughs) and then make some more and put them in the tin, which also fun fact, just because I feel like we're talking about families here. I love my grandmother so much and she has taught me so much about baking. She taught me that if you put a piece of bread and cookies that are supposed to have a soft texture, if you put a piece of just, it doesn't matter what kind of bread, like wheat bread, white bread, sandwich bread in the tin or in the container, it helps keep the cookies soft, which how fun and cool. But I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And I hope that this experiment went well with <laughs> with this little recording podcast microphone. It's super cute. Um, It just attaches to my phone, and I I hope that it all works out. I'm not an audio engineer by any means, but I do try. Love you guys. What's that? Third time I've said it? Um, It's because I mean it. I will talk to you so soon. Bye.